Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Post 20 Podcast. You're now listening to the Week 9 preview for the NFL show. My name is Evan. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jeremy. What's going on with you? You know, doing well. I've been excited for another week of football. We did well last week. Finally, we're getting on the right track. Yeah, for the first um, time. Excited to uh, carry this momentum over to this week. Yeah. Um, so before we get into the games, I want to apologize. This is a bit of a flu game for me. Uh, I was telling Jeremy, I woke up like three days ago. My voice was just gone. I had a fever. I, I don't know. I feel like shit. So maybe it's just it's it's hangover from uh, that scorching Phillies run in October. Last night, I thought they'd win. I thought they'd make me feel better, but they got fucking no hit. So uh, I'm still sick. Let's jump into these games. We had <clears throat> Ravens Bucks on Thursday night. Not necessarily a game that went the way we thought it would go. I thought the Buccaneers would come out on top in this one. They weren't able to do it. Um, Lamar Jackson returning to a little bit of form. 238, two TDs. Gus Edwards was the lead back with 65 yards. We had Devin Duvernay actually get a rushing touchdown in this game, but the rushing duties were still sort of handed off between Gus Edwards and Kenyon Drake with the absence of J.K. Dobbins for probably the rest of the season and the rest of his life. Isaiah Likely with 77 yards and a TD to Marcus Robinson had 64 yards. He actually had a really good game to Marcus Robinson. He looked great. Um, just, you know, not a ton of yards. Mark Andrews got injured. Kenyon Drake had a receiving touchdown as well. <clears throat> and then on the Buccaneers side, we had Tom Brady throw for 325 and a TD. Leonard Fournette got a rushing TD with 24 yards. Mike Evans tallied 123 yards but no TDs. We should say he had so many targets in the end zone, but they were all just awfully thrown balls outside the back of the end zone. I don't know what's going on with Tom Brady, but it was tough. Uh, Chris Godwin, 75 yards on six catches. Julio Jones had a TD in this one. I just saw somebody picked him back up in fantasy. I pray for those people. Um, Ravens now 5-3, and three, Bucks 3-5. Three and five. Jeremy, what do you take from this one? <clears throat> Yeah, the uh, my big takeaway from the Bucks side is they're still struggling yeah. uh, in the red zone. They do okay getting the ball down there, um, just because Mike Evans or Godwin seems to break one to get them down there. Um, but then the execution down there hasn't been great. Uh, so that's gonna be that's my main concern with the Bucks, especially like you said, um, he threw a lot of balls to Mike Evans, but they weren't catchable in the end zone. So it's basically just a waste of a play. Yeah. Um, and that worries me from both a football perspective on their side as well. It's like just if you own Bucks players in fantasy football, um, because I know everyone does. And then from the Ravens side, Lamar still looks um uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, like he has in the last few weeks, it seems. Um behind I don't know if it's like a line issue or if it's just like a decision making issue or if he's just not liking his reads or the play calling. But he just seems uncomfortable. Like he's all he before he even takes his two step, three step drop, it seems like he's already ready to dance and like kinda give up on the play. It seems like he's not trusting something in that offense. And that worries me. Um Gus Edwards though looked good until he got injured. Kenyon Drake doesn't look bad, so they'll continue to just run the ball down people's throats probably. Yeah, and the waiver claims I'm sure went crazy for Kenyon Drake this week. I know I didn't I wasn't able to pick him up, so uh I I have no idea what the Ravens are gonna do on the ground. It's gonna be interesting. Maybe they'll let Lamar actually run the ball. I I don't know. Um okay. Sunday morning, the London game, Denver Broncos twenty one, Jacksonville Jaguars seventeen. 
Broncos now three and five. The Jags two and six. Russell Wilson with 252, a TD, also threw an interception. Latavius Murray had a touchdown on 46 yards. Melvin Gordon had a touchdown on 29 yards. Jerry Judy caught a touchdown. He had 63 yards, but Greg Dolchitz was the lead receiver here with 87 yards total. Trevor Lawrence, 133, a touchdown and two interceptions. We should say those interceptions 100% cost him this game. Travis Etienne with a masterful performance on the ground, 156 and a TD. Evan Ingram had a TD on 55 yards. Uh, man, this was a tough game. I, I thought, you know, there was a chance that the Jags would be able to win this game. They definitely stayed in it. It's a, really a testament to how bad the Broncos are. Uh, they also just traded Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins, so that's tough. They got Chase Edmonds back and a couple of picks, but not really something you want to see as a Broncos fan. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they ground this one out. They got the win. They they should be beating the Jags, to be honest with you, with how bad the Jags have been the past four or five weeks. But um, overall, I mean, this, this wasn't that impressive for me for either teams. And I think it's great for the Broncos, but they still have to be way better than this. Yeah. Um, Mr. Unlimited. Yeah, Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> Somehow pulled it off. Um not a terrible game per se from him. Two fifty touchdown pick, um, but not not great for someone you pay three hundred million. Not what you expect um, them to do. Especially you don't expect them to be in a battle with a um, flailing Trevor Lawrence who is yeah. just throwing them all over the place. I mean, the Broncos will be in every game because um, their defense. Although they did just get rid of Chubb, <laughs> um, yeah. so that might. That might put a wrench in things there. But their defense is still solid, um, regardless. And um, I don't know. Their offense is just really bad. And then for the Jags, they're just bad. It's just yeah. what it's got to do. They, were, they had this fooled for like two weeks or three weeks. Um, but then now they're back to where they belong. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. The Broncos are doing all kinds of different shit. I don't even know if they're a playoff team at this point. It's it's really going to come down to the stretch there with them. Uh, okay, let's go jump to Dolphins Lions. Dolphins now five and three. Lions one and six. Dolphins thirty one. Detroit twenty seven. Two attack of Aloha with an absolutely masterful performance under center. Three eighty two. Three TDs. No interceptions. Raheem Mostert was the lead back with sixty four yards. We actually saw Alec Ingold get a rushing TD in this one. He's, I believe he's a fullback, but he is gigantic. Uh, Tyreek Hill, 188 on 12 catches. Jalen Waddell, 106 on 8 catches. He had two TDs. Mike Kosicki had 38 yards and a touchdown. This was so impressive from the Dolphins. They went behind early, but they were able to come back and amass just... So many points. I mean, the, the Dolphins team is really, really good. And they're continually improving with trades and stuff like that. They just got Jeff Wilson from the Niners. I think that's a fantastic move considering uh, Raheem Mostert's injury history. I mean, the guy's made of actual glass and yarn. Uh, so that that's a really good move from them. For the Lions, we saw Jared Goff uh, tally 321 yards and a TD. Jamal Williams had 53 yards. Two TDs on the ground. DeAndre Swift, only six yards on five carries in this one. Not an impressive performance from him, but he did get into the end zone. He had 27 yards receiving in that TD. 
DJ Hawkinson, 80 yards. Khalif Raymond, 76 yards. And Amon Ross St. Brown with 69. DJ Hawkinson, this was his last game in a Lions uniform. He is now a Minnesota Viking. Um, <clears throat> but overall, I think this is exactly what folks expected. I placed a uh, live money line parlay at halftime on the Dolphins and on the Pats. I knew both of those teams would come back into the game, and what do you know, they both did. So an impressive performance from the Dolphins. This is exactly what they should be doing. I don't think they should have ever gone behind to the Lions in the first place, but exhibited some grit, ironically, uh, against Dan Campbell's team and won the game. Yeah, um, I've been waiting all season for this uh, Dolphins shtick to stop working. Um, but apparently it's just going to happen forever. Um, I mean, Tyreek and Waddle are open at will, it seems. Um, and Tua just has to, you know, find them, which isn't the hardest thing in the world when they're that far up in front of the defenders. Um, they did add Jeff Wilson, um, which is good, a more, like, the true style running back to compliment Raheem because uh, Chase Edmonds was just a pass catching back um, who is now obviously gone. Um, they sent him to the Broncos? No. Chase Edmonds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the Broncos now. Yeah, the Broncos. Yeah. All right. Uh, he was part of that Chubb deal. Yep, yep. Um, so they sent him there. Um, but to have Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, both of which were injury-prone, just kind of take a little bit of the load off each other with uh, running the ball, that'll be good um, yep. for their run game. Um, as for the Lions, I don't know. It seems to be the story of their life the last two years. They do all right. Uh, they play some pretty good offense. They play no defense, and they lose. Um Happy to see Jamal Williams doing well. Really likable guy in the NFL. Um, really good and always seems to kind of have to take the back burner to some other running back. Um, but he's good at his job, and he got two touchdowns, so good for him, but the lines are bad. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's jump into one of the most entertaining games of the week, shockingly. Uh, Panthers 34, Falcons 37. Falcons don't cover the spread, but do backdoor win the game. Absolutely unreal. N-O-T. What a performance from both QBs. Uh, Philip Walker, 317, a TD and an interception. Deontay Foreman, 118 on the ground on three TDs uh, in the air. DJ Moore, 152 on six catches. Just unbelievable from him considering his first five or six weeks uh, this year. But he was great in this one. He had a TD as well. It was that long ball at the end uh, that sent them to OT. Marcus Mariota, 253, three TDs, two interceptions. Caleb Huntley, lead rusher, 91 yards. Uh, Mariota added 43. Tyler Ogier had 39. And then we had <clears throat> a great performance from Kyle Pitts as well. 80 yards and a TD. Demir Bird broke off a long one, 67 and a TD for him. Tyler Ogier had a long uh, passing touchdown as well. He had 46 yards and a TD through the air. Um, man, dude, this Falcons team is actually, you know, Really, uh, really frisky. They're they're a solid team. They stay into these games, and I think this is a great win for them. I wish they would have covered for me, but <clears throat> it it really comes down to the fact that the Panthers just lack a little bit of discipline. Um, when DJ Moore scored that long TD, uh, they could have won the game, but he ripped his helmet off in celebration, and there was a penalty, and then uh, the kicker missed the kick because it was a longer field goal. I think it was Eddie Pinero. Yeah. Really tough, dude. Really tough break there because the Falcons still gave them a chance to win it in OT, and the Panthers squandered it. 
Falcons came back, kicked the field goal, and won the game. So a really tough game for the Panthers. I mean, it's losing in style for sure. And if you're trying to tank and get those picks, then I get it. Um, I think the Falcons are... Are the Falcons the top of the fucking... Their division? Yes. Um, they are. Uh, oh, so that's interesting. Um, I don't think they would fare too well um, in the playoffs, but it is the NFC, and the NFC's been uh, pretty weak this season. So they they would be all right. Um, from the Falcons' side, um, I do like what Mariota's been doing. It seems like he's been improving a little bit. Um, he's been helping the team move the ball down the field, using his legs. Um, yeah. Did have two turnovers, but, I mean, that he hasn't been doing that every week. Um, Panthers do have a good defense, so, I mean, it is to be expected to not have your best game there. Um, but they do look good on offense. Um, and if anyone's in two quarterback leagues, I haven't played Marcus Mariota for a couple of weeks. And yeah, solid. Um, and then for the Panthers, um, I think Eddie Pinheiro wants Bryce Young on the team. Um, missed the extra point that would have won the game. Uh, yes, it is backed up 15 yards. But yes, you're also getting paid millions of dollars to kick a ball. So he should have made it. And then he does the same exact thing in overtime. He says, let me shank it again. Yep. Um, so I was hoping for that. I did say on the pod last week, I'm taking Panthers money line, so we lose. And we lost. So that was perfect. Everything went to, everything went to plan. Um, we're still in line to get Bryce Young here. I do like P.J. Walker, but he's not the long-term answer. Yeah. I mean, that's probably true. But at least he's entertaining to watch. Um, Cardinals 26, Vikings 34, Vikings now six and one Cardinals declined to three and five. Uh, Kyler Murray actually played football this weekend, uh, three three TDs. He did have two interceptions. They were not good. Um, but still he looks better throwing the ball at least. Uh, Kyler had 36 on the ground, Eno Benjamin to 22 on the ground. And then we had DeAndre Hopkins who had just a complete masterclass, 159, 12, Catches and a TD, 13.2 average on his catches. Rondale Moore, 92 on seven catches with a TD. And then Zach Ertz had 34 yards and a touchdown as well. The Vikings, or the Cardinals offense did look somewhat competent outside of the run game. That still leaves a little bit to be desired. But I think when they get Connor back, uh, things should improve on that front. In terms of the Vikings, we had Kirk with 232 and two TDs. Dalvin Cook had 111 on the ground and a TD. Uh, Alex Madison had 40 yards on the ground and a TD. And then we had Kirk Cousins actually rush in a 17-yard rushing TD as well. Justin Jefferson, another game where he had 98 yards but no TDs. Thielen had 67 and no TDs. K.J. Osborne had 8 yards and a TD. And then we had Johnny Munt, who had 1 yard and a TD. Uh, I don't know, man. This, This Vikings team is... Really solid, but they can't seem to get Jettis into the end zone, which is strange to me. Hopefully, for those of you who own Justin Jefferson in fantasy, he remembers where the end zone is because he's kind of becoming one of those guys that just has like it's kind of like Tyreek this year, who I know is still amassing a ton of points, but um, so many yards and just not finding the end zone. So I don't know. It's it's a little bit troubling. I'm sure they're going to start to look to him a little bit more uh as a as a touchdown guy but it is something worth noting on the fantasy front but yeah the vikings i mean they covered the spread here for us there was a couple points there towards the end where i thought 
maybe the cards would would manage to cover, but they were unable to do so. Just really bad playing down the stretch. A couple bad interceptions, bad turnovers, fun, like fucked up snaps, like just just bad stuff. So, I mean, this is kind of the way that we thought that it would go, but I am a little bit disappointed in the Cardinals, man. I don't think they're playing up to their full potential. Yeah, no, I agree with that sentiment. Um, they make some good plays, and then it looks like they're out of sync some of the time. And overall, it just hasn't been um, a great year for them, especially looking back at last year and how they pretty much have the same team, um, just not the same results. And then from the Vikings' side, man, they might be the real deal, I guess. Um, mm. I mean, they've always had the talent in terms of, you know, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Um, even like KJ Osborne and Irv Smith are producing, um, but it's always kind of been Kirk. And Kirk hasn't been turning the ball over. Yes, he's playing at one and four o'clock, so we'll see what happens when he gets to prime time. Um, but if he cannot do that, uh, they could be a very good competitor this year. Yeah, for sure. And I still don't think Kirk is the guy, but I don't know. We'll see. At least this was a game that he won, uh, you know, in the. It, when it came down to it, it, it was kind of it was kind of sweaty there for a second, and he managed to win them the game. So it's it's good, but I still don't trust him. Bears twenty nine, Cowboys forty nine. Cowboys now six and two. Bears three and five. Not as bad as I thought they would have been, to be honest with you. Justin Fields with one fifty one and two TDs. Khalil Herbert ninety nine yards and a TD on the ground. Justin Fields also had sixty yards rushing in a TD. And Kill Harry got a twenty four yard touchdown. Uh, Excuse me, Cole Komet with an 11-yard touchdown. Man, really, really weird game. Um, the Cowboys, Dak looked okay here. He had 252 and two TDs and an interception. Tony Pollard, 131 on the ground with three rushing TDs. C.D. Lamb, 77 yards and a TD. And then we had Jake Ferguson, who had a TD as well. Uh, but the real story here was the Cowboys' defense. They are so good. Um Michael Parsons actually returned a fumble uh, for a TD because Justin Fields jumped over him instead of touching him down, which literally all he had to do was just touch him. He could have touched him with his foot, with his knee, anything, but instead he decided to do a fucking hurdle over Micah Parsons after he recovered a fumble, and he ran it back in. Cowboys covered the spread pretty late here. The Bears really did look okay um, in the second quarter. They scored 17 points. It looked like maybe they were going to be able to stay in the game. They got it down to a two-possession game, but then the Cowboys surged in the third and fourth quarters. And Tony Pollard, man, he is he is super super dynamic, such a good player. And I think this Cowboys team is starting to look up again. Uh, it, it's impressive to me that Cooper Rush kept them at like 3-1 and one or 4-1 and one in his starts. Um, but yeah, it looks like now that they have Dak back, their offense is going to be a little bit more explosive. Yeah, no, their uh, their offense looked a lot better this week uh, than it did last week against the Lions. Um, you know, just the first week lack of chemistry. It felt like from uh, Dak sitting out. You know, he just didn't have it all back yet. But yeah, I mean, fifty points this week. That's it's a lot. It's gonna win you a lot of football games. Um, and their defense, like you said, is just unbelievable. I mean, Micah Parsons. Um, at this rate, feels like a shoe in for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, he's been playing out of his mind. So um, anyone that has that bet, that future, perhaps, um, you should win. I think that was my future for the beginning of the year. I do have it in real life, but hopefully I said that on the pod as well. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, their defense is unbelievable. Uh, Justin Fields didn't look bad. Uh, the Bears, I think, are kind of turning a corner a little bit in terms of their play. Um, not going to beat teams like the Cowboys, but they're going to beat a lot of the mid-tier teams, it feels like, or at least keep it close. Yeah. Okay, let's jump into the next one. <clears throat> what did we have? Uh, yes, Raiders Saints. The Raiders get bageled against the Saints uh, in uh, New Orleans. Jesus Christ, this was a tough game. I didn't watch much of it, thankfully. Uh, Raiders only got over the 50 one time, and it was when Jared Stidham was under center, strangely enough, in the fourth quarter. Derek Carr, 101 in interception. Jesus Christ, so bad. Josh Jacobs, 10 carries for 43 yards. Matt Collins, lead receiver with 64 yards. Devontae Adams actually finished the game with three yards, which is insane. Uh, after last week's episode, I traded J- Jeremy uh, Devontae Adams in fantasy, and he actually laid the most demonic egg of all time. Um, Andy Dalton, 229, two TDs. Taysom Hill uh, was under center one time. He only amassed two yards. Alvin Kamara, 62 in a TD through the air. Taysom Hill, 61 or, sorry, uh, TD through the ground for Kamara. He also had two receiving touchdowns. I'll get to that. Taysom Hill had 61 yards rushing. And then <clears throat> Kamara with 96 through the air and two TDs. Chris Olave had 52 yards in the air. And Rashid Shahid, who's been good in the past couple of weeks, had 38. Um, man, this was just a bad performance from the Raiders, offensively, defensively. They should have been able to stay in this game, but everybody was betting on the Raiders, and I don't think anybody expected Kamara to come out uh, and have you know his best game in in a long time. He looked really, really good in this one, and it was just the it was the Alvin Kamara show in this one. So good win for the Saints. They're three and five now. The Raiders are two and five, which I don't think anybody was expecting. Uh, and yeah, a, a terrible game to watch, but good for for Kamara owners for sure. Yeah, no, he finally found the end zone. Um, he was doing a lot these last couple of weeks in terms of production for the team, uh, getting a lot of yards, a lot of receptions. He's Andy Dalton's dump-off guy, which is nice for anyone that owns him in fantasy. Um, but Andy Dalton, once again, does enough to just uh, get them the win. Didn't turn the ball over 36 times like he did against the Bengals, um, and it's weird how that works, and you end up winning. Uh, Derek Carr needs to be sent to a maximum security prison. Yep. Um, the fact that you can have arguably the best running back in the NFL the last three weeks prior to this week, um, that you can have him, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, who, yeah, okay, if you think elite wide receivers, that's not necessarily the first guy you think of, but he is a very good slot route runner. Um, you can have all these weapons, and you throw for 100 yards. Yep. I mean, Stidham played what? One drive, two drives? And he almost surpassed him. He had 75 yards in one drive, two drives at max. Um, Like, that is embarrassing. You talked about how getting Devontae is going to do this and do that for your team, and then you can't even get him the ball. Um, And it was just terrible. It was terrible all around. Um, But, you know, it's a new week. Um, and maybe they bounce back. Maybe they don't. I mean, they're two and five, so I have a tough time seeing them bounce back, but we'll see. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Pittsburgh Steelers, 13. Philadelphia Eagles, 35. The Eagles now the only undefeated team in the league. Seven and zero. they are. Steelers, two and six. Uh, Pickett, 191 and an interception. Jalen Warren, 
50 yards uh, on the ground. Pat Fryermuth, 57 in the air. Derek Watt was the lone touchdown receiver uh, for the Steelers on the Eagles front. 285, four TDs for Hertz. Miles Sanders, 78 in a TD. Uh, A.J. Brown, 156 and three TDs. Zach Paschal, 57 in a TD. Dallas Goddard, 64 yards total. Uh, man, this Eagles team is is sharp. I know the Steelers suck, but the Eagles look great here. A.J. Brown looked awesome. Hurts threw three absolute dimes to him. All three touchdowns were double coverage. One of them was triple coverage. Uh, such a such a good performance from A.J. Brown. I'm wondering when he'll get hurt because I'm sure it will uh, be soon. It always happens. But, yeah, the Eagles looked awesome in this one. I think they're deserving of that 7-0. I mean, their schedule is a complete cakewalk. They play nobody good in the next, you know, 10 weeks or 9 or 8 weeks, however much there is left of the season. But, yeah, what a performance from the Eagles. They they won a game that they were supposed to win, and they cashed that first half 6.5 just like we thought they would. Yep, uh, game went as we expected. Um, the Eagles never really were in danger to start the game. Uh, they kind of ran away with it with the whole A.J. Brown three touchdowns in the first half. Um, but yeah, I mean, they look like a well-oiled machine. Is Steelers the best competition in the world? No. Have either of the other teams they've played necessarily been the best competition in the world? No. Although you could argue the Vikings. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles are good. Um, probably the best team in the NFC. And the Steelers are terrible. Um, one of the worst teams in the league. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much the synopsis of that game and all the games moving forward for the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, they, they absolutely stink. Okay. <clears throat> Pats 22, Jets 17. The New York Jets are now 5-3. and three. The Pats are 4-4. Four and four. Mac Jones was your only QB in this game for the Pats. Interesting. 194 TD and an interception. Ramondre Stevenson had 71 on the ground. No TDs for him or Damian Harris. Ramondre Stevenson was 72 yards through the air. Jacoby Myers was 60 and a TD. Um, two great INTs for um, Devin McCourty in this one. Jawan Bentley had an interception as well. The Jets with a tough performance. 355, two TDs, three interceptions for Zach Wilson. Michael Carter, lead rusher, 26 yards on seven carries. Garrett Wilson, lead receiver, 115 on six catches. Tyler Conklin, 79 yards on six catches and two TDs. And then we had uh, Michael Carter, the defense player, uh, with an interception in this one as well. I thought the Pats would come back in this game. They did do it. I just think the Pats are <clears throat> a steadier team. The Jets, like, absolutely just depend on uh, explosive play. And as much as Zach Wilson was explosive in this game, they weren't able to get it done just throwing the ball in the air. The Pats' defense is too good for that. So a good win for the Pats. They're 4-4, four and four, like I mentioned. This is exactly what they needed. And I'm kind of happy to see the Jets uh, come back down to earth a little bit. I just don't think they're as good as everybody is saying they are. And I just... I don't know. Zach Wilson does not move the needle for me whatsoever. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm not a huge Zach Wilson guy. Um, he, I don't know. He just, he doesn't seem to me like a franchise quarterback. Um, maybe he can prove us wrong. I mean, he still is young, but I just don't think he, he doesn't look like the answer to me. Um, but the Pats, like you said, um, they're a more steady team than the Jets. It feels like 
in my mind, whenever Bill Belichick plays the Jets, it doesn't matter who's on either team, the Pats will win. Um, the Jets could have every good player in the league, and they would still somehow lose to Bill Belichick um, just because they're the Jets. And then, I mean, it was kind of the Ramondre show on offense for the Pats. I mean, leading rusher and receiver, that doesn't happen all that often. Um, but, I mean, they got the job done, uh, did enough to win. Uh, Mac Jones didn't get booed. At least I didn't notice him getting booed this game, so <laughs> that's good for him. Um, but, yeah, not nothing too much to say outside of that. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> let's jump into the next one. We had, oh yes, Titans Texans. Jesus, Brenny Locks. I'm, I'm gonna find out where you live. Uh, Malik Wilson, 55 yards and an interception. Derrick Henry, 219 on 32 carries with two TDs. Literally nothing else that's worth talking about besides the interception from Christian Fulton. Uh, the Texans, 152, a TD and an interception for Davis Mills. Damian Pierce, 35 yards on the ground. Good Lord. Uh, Brandon Cook, 73 yards uh, in the air. O.J. Howard, 24. We had Damian Pierce with 16 uh, yards through the air and a TD as well. But this team, I mean, this Texans team is so bad. I'm shocked that the Titans ran the ball as well as they did and only scored two TDs, but there we are. Uh, what a performance from Derrick Henry. He absolutely owns the Texans. The Texans now won 5-1, the Titans 5-2. What a shocking game here. I, I did think the Texans would stay in this game. They didn't blow the cover by all that much, but their offense looks so incompetent. Yeah, no, the Texans are not good no. um, at football. Uh, I mean, the, I mean, Malik Willis didn't do anything for the Titans, and they still got steamrolled. Like, you, they knew that the ball was going to Derrick Henry every time, um, and they still couldn't stop it. And then on the offensive end, obviously they did nothing. Um, Damian Pierce had 15 carries, but only got 35 yards out of it. Um, that's never good to see. And their best player um, wanted traded at the deadline and now is just sending out weird, cryptic wide receiver tweets like they always do, and who knows what his deal is moving forward. No, so they're pretty much shot. Um, not that they weren't already, but the rest of the season is going to be nothing but pain for them. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> All right, let's jump into Giants 13, Seahawks 27. The Giants now 6-2, and two, the Seahawks 5-3. and three. This game went exactly how I thought it would. What a performance from the Seahawks here. Daniel Jones, 176, no TDs, no interceptions. Saquon Barkley, 53 on the ground and a TD. Darius Slayton, lead receiver with 66. Tanner Hudson was the second receiver in this game with 58 yards. Good lord, dude. That's That Giants receiving core is a fucking mess. I cannot believe they didn't do anything to get a receiver uh, before the deadline ended, but they didn't. <clears throat> Geno Smith, 212, two TDs. Kenneth Walker, 51 yards on the ground in a TD. Uh, Tyler Lockett, 63 yards in the air and a TD. DK Metcalf, 55 in the air and a TD. Man, um... This Giants team is beatable. The Seahawks planned. They looked really sharp, I think. Gino had to just manage a little bit in this game, but he continues to be just really solid uh, for the Seahawks. Daniel Jones, this is one of those games that sort of explains how I feel about him. He's not really a guy you want in the clutch. I know they have a couple of fourth-quarter comebacks this year, but... Um, he's really not very good, and he was kind of bottled up on the ground in this game. That's where a lot of his dynamic play comes from, is rushing. And if you can stop the run, the QB draws and stuff like that, 
then he's just not as good. So this was a great win by the Seahawks, and I expect there to be a couple more games for the Giants this year where people really neutralize Daniel Jones and they lose games because of it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, anyone that's watched Daniel Jones since he's been around, uh, you know that he is pretty hit or miss. Um, and if, and if, like you said, if they can contain him, um, he's not going to be good. Now, they did contain him, and he didn't walk away with three turnovers like he did in the past. So that is definitely showing growth yep. um, on his behalf, which I can appreciate, um, even though I still don't think he's great. Um but yeah, so that was good to see from him that even though he was um, bottled up and he wasn't able to make the plays he normally did, at least he didn't throw the game away like he had in the past. So that's good to see. Um, from the Seahawks side, Geno Smith, um, they keep they keep writing. He ain't writing back. I mean, the yeah. guy looks good. I mean, he's five and three, two hundred yards, two touchdowns. Like I mean, guy does it all. Uh, Kenneth Walker, um, not his best. Performance on the ground, uh, 20 carries, 50 yards. Um, but he still got in the end zone, still did his job, still, you know, bought some hard yards, kept the drives alive. So he did his job. I mean, I they got a well-oiled machine over there in Seattle. And Tyler Lockett also insulted Russell Wilson in the pro- post-game press conference, which I can really appreciate. Mm-hmm. For sure. I'm a Geno Smith super fan. I like him. I, I think he's been really good, and I hope he continues to be solid for them. Yeah, okay. I hope they don't replace him. Yeah, honestly, I I really hope the same thing. I was I was questionable about them, you know, going into the season because I thought maybe we'd see Locke, but you know Smith has really matured in this role. He looks great, so good for him. <clears throat> okay, Commander seventeen, Colts sixteen. Good God, uh, four and four for the Commanders, three four and one for Colts. Taylor Heineke two seventy nine, a TD and interception. Taylor Heineke rushed a TD, and he had 29 total rushing yards. Curtis Samuel also had 29 total rushing yards. Terry McLaurin with 113, zero TDs. Antonio Gibson with 58 yards in the air in a TD. Uh, Terry, this is exactly what Terry is capable of. Uh, That Moss on the one-yard line was absolutely grimy. He is so good, and I'm glad that now that um, what's-his-name is in, uh Heineke that he's going to start to emerge as a much better receiver he does seem to play better with Taylor Heineke because Heineke's a little bit less scared uh, of throwing the ball to him and I think even if Terry is in double coverage he's going to be the guy that can bring that ball in haul it in uh, maybe not always give you the TD after you know yards after contact he's not a huge guy um, but he is extremely good in terms of routes and his hands so that was good to see for the Colts, Sam Ellinger, 201, zero TDs, zero interceptions. John Taylor, 76 yards on the ground, no TDs. Fuck you, John Taylor, you cost me eight grand. Naheem Hines with a TD. Uh, Alec Pierce, 65, zero TDs. Michael Pittman, 53. Paris Campbell, 43. Uh, there was an interception from Shaq Leonard in this game, but to be honest with you, the Colts just not really up to the task here. They did not look very good. I think the Commanders are probably a better team, especially with Heineke under there, and it's great for them to be 500, especially considering that Daniel Snyder's going to sell the team now. So congratulations to Washington Commanders fans. Um, I'm happy for you guys. I hope you don't ever have to deal with Dan and Tanya Snyder ever again. I hope he sells this, the team soon. Um, he's a complete scumbag. Yeah, no, uh, that's probably the best news out of Washington all week. I mean, who cares about the win? They got Dan, Dan Snyder selling the team. Maybe they can finally uh, get a 
half decent stadium that's functioning um, rather than the bleachers falling over like we were last year. Um, but in terms of the actual game perspective, kind of went how I expected. Um, I didn't think Alan Weir would, you know, come out great in his first start. He didn't turn the ball over, no, but he didn't, he didn't do anything, you know, explosive game changing, game winning. Um, which is kind of what I think they, they kind of wanted to go the Titans route this week, the whole, like, Derrick Henry pound the ball down the throat. They wanted to do that with JT. It didn't seem to work, though. Um, Heineke, like you said, I mean, he looks good, man. Um, he does enough to win for them. He, it seems like he's a really good leader in there. Like, it seemed like last year the team loved him, and then this year it seems like they bought, they're bought back in. Their season kind of seemed to be over, and once he took the helm, it seems like the players bought back in. Like you said, Scary Terry's kind of out there performing now. And it's fun to watch because they have a lot of weapons. Um, they just didn't always put it together. So when they're playing well, um, I really do enjoy watching watching the Washington Commanders. Absolutely. Um, okay, let's move into Niners-Rams. <clears throat> Another win um, for Shanahan against McVay. He absolutely owns him. Niners now 4-4, four and four, Rams 3-4. and four. Jimmy Garoppolo, 235, two TDs. McCaffrey actually had 34 yards for the air and a TD. That was an awesome touchdown pass to Brandon Ayuk. Uh, McCaffrey also had 94 yards on the ground in a TD. Brandon Ayuk had 81 yards through the air in a TD. McCaffrey also had 55 um, through the air in a TD. And then Kittle had 39 in a TD. The Niners look really good with uh, <clears throat> with McCaffrey. He's the new toy uh, for Shanahan. And we know Shanahan's a bit of an offensive genius, so... I was expecting him to sort of get out there and and be impressive here at some point, and he got just an unbelievable start in the second week, so good for him. Uh, Matt Stafford, 187 and a TD in this game. We had Cup catching the lone um, passing TD. He had 79 and a TD, and then Stafford actually rushed one in as well. Uh, that rushing game is is really tough for the Rams, but... This went pretty much how everybody thought it would. Um, the Niners are, I think, just a better team right now than the Rams. Rams are for sure hungover in terms of Super Bowl stuff. And uh, the Niners just game plan really well for the Rams. So great performance from McCaffrey. This one really just comes down to him. He was awesome. Yeah. Um, starting with the Rams, since they sucked. Um, I don't know what Daryl Henderson did to Sean McVay's family. I know. Uh, but I thought Cam Akers leaving would finally get him on the field um, the way it should. As he, I never thought he, I always thought he looked pretty good. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. No, he's um, all right, for sure. I, I think he's fine. not three and four, though, like Sean McVay's. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, he doesn't, I don't know. I mean, Ronnie Rivers, I, <laughs> who is that? Um, that's their leading rusher for the game. Not great. Uh, Matt Stafford looks very regressed. Um, is a nice way to put it from last year. Um, doesn't quite look like the same quarterback. Um, and then from the Niners' perspective, uh, I'm just so happy to see Christian McCaffrey finally getting what he deserves. I mean, the guy had a passing, rushing, and receiving touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, what they say was it was like the third time in NFL history or something. L- last um, player to do it was Ladanian Tomlinson in 2000. And it was pretty early in the 2000s. No, my other favorite player. Got him on my wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they look good. Jimmy uh, not turning the ball over. That's kind of felt like it's always been especially. Just game manager Jimmy. Uh, gets the job done. Kittle's doing his thing. Ike's doing his thing. I mean, they look they look like a well-oiled machine now. 
Yeah, they do. Um, I am hunting this down. When did he do it? 2005. Yep. LT against the Oakland Raiders. He had, it was a 27 to 14 win over the Raiders. Tomlinson had a 35 yard touchdown pass from Drew Brees, a four yard TD run, and he threw a four yard touchdown pass to uh, uh, Justin Peel. So, how about that? That's crazy. I always forget that Brees played there, too. Yeah, short loss there. Yep. Okay. Let's move to Packers Bills. For those of you that had Packers 10.5, somehow they fucking covered. I don't know how they did it, but they did. Uh, Rodgers, 203, two TDs and an interception. Aaron Jones, 143 yards on the ground. No TDs, but Jesus, dude. So good. This is what happens when you run Aaron Jones. He's able to get you up to 150 yards from scrimmage. He is so good. Uh, Romeo Dubes, 62 yards, a TD. Samori Toure, 37, and a TD. Russell Douglas caught an interception. Uh, Jair Alexander had an interception as well. Jair Alexander and Stefan Diggs were going back and forth all game. Um, I would say Stefan Diggs pretty much cooked him for a majority of the game, so I don't know what was going on there. Uh, especially when you're losing by 10, you ought to just shut the fuck up. But what do I know? Uh, 218 for Allen, two TDs, two interceptions. Devin Singletary, 67 yards on the ground. Isaiah McKenzie, a two-yard rush for a TD. Diggs, 108 through the air on six catches and a TD. Dawson Knox, first touchdown. Um, Matt Milano with an interception as well for the Bills. Uh, Game went exactly how I thought it would go. Bills now 6-1, Packers 3-5. Nice to see the Packers sort of turning up there towards the end, but it was just too little too late. The Bills are a much better team, and if they can grind games out like this against seasoned vets like uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think that bodes pretty well for them moving forward. Um, Yeah, solid game for the Bills. Packers are just exactly who we think they are right now, unfortunately. Yeah, it is a shame to see uh, Packers fall from grace here. It feels like it seems like this is kind of winding down for them. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is still, you know, trying his best, doing his thing. But, I mean, without – he just doesn't have the weapons he used to have. I mean, Randall Cobb, he has a shell of Randall Cobb still. Um, no Devontae. Um, even, like, MVS was good for, you know, when needed. It just doesn't seem like the place for Aaron Rodgers at the moment. Um, Aaron Jones, though, looked good. Um, Romeo Dobbs finally came to play after a couple weeks of not really doing much. Um, so that was good. As for the Bills, um Devin Singletary, respect him. You have to now. Now that he's on your yep. football team, so I'm yep. glad someone else has to respect him. Um, Josh Allen, you can't convince me he didn't have Packers plus 10.5 because he threw a pick in the red zone and inside the 40, all in the fourth quarter. Just saying, a little suspicious. Um, Stefan Diggs, best wide receiver in the NFL, um, in my opinion, at least. I don't know. Um, what your opinions are, but I think he's better than Gut there than Jefferson Jefferson. I mean, every game he shows up and he performs. That may also be a quarterback thing. Um, but I mean, he just looks unbelievable. So I think they're they're just gonna keep steamrolling. Yep. Um, okay. <clears throat> I think we have one or two games left here. Uh just one. Yeah, Browns. The Halloween game. Bengals thirteen, Browns thirty two. Bengals now four and four, the Browns three and five. Joe Burrow, 232 yards, two TDs, and interception. Joe Mixon, who looked like a fucking corpse in this game. Ironic because it was Halloween. 
27 yards, zero TDs. T. Higgins, 49 yards and a TD through the air. Tyler Boyd, 38 and a TD. Uh, good God. The Browns offense, or the Bengals offense looked terrible in this game. Jacoby Brissett, 278 and a TD. Mari Cooper threw the ball, got intercepted early, didn't matter. Nick Chubb, 101. Two TDs on the ground. Jacoby Brissett rushed one in as well. He had 12 yards in this one. Amari Cooper with 131 and a TD through the air. Donovan Peoples-Jones with a great performance. He had 81 yards on four catches. Uh, and the <clears throat> Browns defense, A.J. Green, not the receiver, the uh, defensive player, he had uh interception as well. Man, the Browns, uh, I don't know. Jacoby is not all that bad. This was a really good game from him. Uh, Amari Cooper bailed him out twice, but Amari was really solid in this game. He is much better still than I thought that he would be uh, in Cleveland. I'm really impressed with the way he's played this year. But um, the Browns continue to have the Bengals number. I think this is more about the Bengals just not being able to score without Jamar Chase. He Burrow gets used to get bailed out by Jamar Chase just constantly because his yards after contact are so good. Uh, and to be missing him, I think is tough. They weren't really able to scheme uh, Higgins into the game all that much. He only had three catches. I think he was targeted like seven or eight times, and he was only able to haul in uh, three of those. So if they can plan for Higgins uh, to get a little bit more involved, I think they'll be better off going forward, but I do worry about them because this was kind of a slaughter. <laughs> yeah, it seems like the uh, the Browns do this sometimes. Um they no matter just like the last couple of years, uh, people kind of write them off. We're not too high on them. I mean, and I still don't think the best team in the world. Um, but then they come out and they'll take a team like the Bengals that everyone loves um, and just absolutely smoke them. And it was good to watch from a Nick Chubb fan side. Um, he looked really good. Um, he is unbelievable. Uh, Nick Chubb first touchdown and two plus. Can't complain there. Um, but for the Bengals, I'm a little worried. Um, I mean, no Jamar Chase for one game, and all of a sudden your team can't move the ball down the field. It's interesting, um, especially because there was games where it felt like Jamar Chase was non-existent, um, where, you know, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd were taking the, the role of that lead receiver. Maybe that's because Jamar was getting all the all the looks. But, yeah, I mean, they just didn't look great, and Joe Mixon hasn't looked great all year. They're going to need to change something up here. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> okay, let's jump into our preview. We have the Eagles taking on the Texans in Houston tonight, uh, Thursday night. It's the Thursday night football game. I am going to take uh, the Eagles. I actually need to pull the line up here. 14, 7 in the first half. It's 7 in the first half again? Yep. You know what to do. Yeah, I do know exactly what to do. I'm gonna just I'm just gonna take the first half uh spread again. There's no way that they don't cover it. So I'll just take um I'll take Eagles first half spread minus seven. I don't I'm not even gonna alt it down. I don't care. Yep, I'm right there with you. Eagles first half minus seven. Um if you can find it, the regular line at six and a half somewhere. Um take if you're that. a multiple book user, I would definitely take that. Um but yeah. I'm going to take seven um, just because that's what they have on Fandle, and I will not have any worries. Okay, cool. Uh, we have Colts Pats up next. Colts currently five and a half point dogs in Fox, bro. Over under set at 39 and a half. This game totally stinks. I am. 
gonna take a flyer here and take the Colts. Wow. Yeah, I don't. Wow, getting bold. That's yeah. a, I don't know what I want to pick. Pick, but I like it. Um, you taking Colts five and a half or money line? I'm just gonna take the money line. Might as well get the value. Yeah. Um, there's a majority of the money on the New England so far. Um, yeah. So if that number keeps creeping. You might have the refs on your side. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take a Ramondre touchdown. Um, similar to you, this is a game I don't really know what what I want to do with it. Um, so I'm gonna go with Ramondre touchdown. Uh, just I don't know. There's something weird about that game. I don't like. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so we'll take a Andre Stevenson TD. Uh, we have the Buffalo Bills versus the New York Jets up next. Bills currently 12 and a half point favorites. I don't need to read into this one. I'm taking the Bills 12 and a half. Uh, after that performance from the Jets last week, I'm out on them. Uh, I think this Bills defense is going to absolutely gobble up Zach Wilson. So I'll take Bills 12 and a half. I think they win this game by two TDs easily. Yeah, no, they should really have no problem um, covering that spread. I mean, the Jets look terrible, um, and the Bills are probably the best team in football. Um, so I do like the 12 and a half. Uh, just give us a little variety in our life. Uh, I'm going to go with Bills minus six and a half with a Stefan Diggs touchdown. Okay. We have the Dolphins versus the Bears up next. Dolphins currently five-point favorites uh, at Soldier Field. Man, uh, the money line there, minus 215, and then the over-under set of 45.5. I actually really like the over here, um, but what I'm going to do instead is go for a... Um, fuck. Ah, I don't know. This game's tough. I really don't like it, but... Just because the money's all over the Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to stick with it. I'll just go Dolphins minus five. I think they win by a touchdown. Yeah, I really do like that pick. Um, and a lot of these games seem pretty straightforward this week, which kind of concerns me. That's a problem. Yep. Um, but similar to you, I do like the over. Uh, the Bears have been doing enough to put up points, and uh, they just got rid of their best defense players. Um, so. I think the Dolphins just absolutely ruined them on offense. Dolphins might put up 40 themselves, and then we just need to touch them. Yeah. Um, so I'm going with the over. Okay, cool. Okay, we have the Green Bay Packers versus the Detroit Lions up next, a 1 p.m. game. I can't tell you the last time the Lions beat the Packers. Actually, they beat them last year, didn't they? I don't think so, because isn't no. that when Aaron Rodgers was yelling, I still own you? Well, No, that was the Bears. Oh, yeah. I think they did beat them last year. Or it, I don't know. I had money on the game. I something fucking shitty happened. Maybe yeah. it was a maybe it was a cover. Maybe it was just a cover. I don't remember. But um yeah, Packers three and a half point favorites against Detroit uh at four field. Minus one ninety four for the Packers on the money line. Over under set at forty nine and a half. I'd stay away from that. I'm gonna take Packers three and a half. I think they win this game by touchdown. You know, I agree. I don't see a world in which um, Aaron Rodgers goes out that sad. Yeah, that's true. Where he starts losing to uh, the Lions. Uh, I just double-checked. The Lions did win um, at Detroit last year, 37-30. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the Packers uh, minus 2.5. Um, I'm going to buy the point down um, just in case. 
just in case there's something a little sketchy that happens. But yeah, I'm in on the Packers, but I'm going two and a half. Cool. Um. All right. Up next, we have D or um, not Detroit. Uh, Minnesota versus the Commanders. So Vikings currently three and a half point favorites against Washington at FedEx Field. They're minus one seventy two on the money line. Over under set at forty three and a half. I know the money's all over Minnesota, but I really do like the value pick for the money line. I think the Vikings are a better team. Uh, it could be a Kirk revenge game. If you remember, he was the Washington quarterback for quite some time. I'm going to take Vikings on the money line, but to be honest with you, I can totally see the commander staying in this game. If Terry's yardage props were out, I would just take that, uh, but they're not. So I'm going to go with Vikings money line, and I bet you it bites me in the ass. Yeah, this game is interesting. I mean, the line almost feels like a trap with how good yep. the Vikings have looked. Like, it, I don't know, it almost feels like they should be touchdown favorites, um, which is where I get myself in trouble by taking them. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Oh, man. I love Heineke, the electric factory. Yep. God, this is tough. Um... I'm gonna go. Gonna go with the commander plus three and a half. Yeah, I love it, dude. I think they stay in this game. I'm with you for sure. I just think the value is like for an underperforming commanders team, kind of underperforming. I, actually, I don't even know if they're underperforming. A team that's not all that good, a team that's 500 versus a team that's six and one. I just think the value on the Vikings money line is pretty solid, but. I, I can totally see them winning this game or the commanders like covering. Um, okay, let's jump into Panthers Bengals. Panthers currently seven and a half point favorites against Cincinnati. Uh, or seven, seven and a half point dog, sorry. Um, 265 on the money line for the Panthers, minus 330 for the Bengals, over-under set at 42.5. I'm going with the over. That, that shit is way too low. I'll, I'll take the over for sure in this game. Okay. I am um, going to go with the Bengals, minus 6.5, okay. um, which means Panthers are going to win, probably, now, yeah. <laughs> now that I did that. Um, but yeah, I think... PJ Walker's look good, but uh, being as inexperienced as he is, one of these games he's got to you know have a few turnovers, not be his best, and I think this is that spot. So I'm going Bengals minus six and a half. You got it. Up next, Chargers Falcons. Falcons are currently three point dogs in Atlanta, plus one forty on the money line, over under set of forty nine and a half. So they think it's going to be a shootout. Uh, Chargers have looked really bad. The money's all over the Chargers. This is exactly what I want to see as a Falcons better. I'm taking Falcons money line. I think they win this game outright. They are your favorite team, it seems like, this year. Those are your guys. Yeah. The Chargers suck. Yeah, no, I really, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to follow you on this one. Um, the Chargers, I mean, their wide receiver one's going to be Josh Palmer. Yep. Um... So I also do think the under would be in play. For those of you that like betting unders, that could absolutely positively never be me. Um, so I'm going to go with the Falcons money line. Beautiful. Uh, Raiders, Jags up next. Raiders currently one and a half point favorites against the Jaguars. 
Uh, money's pretty much split right down the middle. They're minus 124 on the money line. The Jags are plus 106. Over-under set of 47.5. I like the under there. Uh, but I'm going to go with Raiders' money line, see if they can actually win for me this week instead of fucking me like last week. Yeah, this feels like a game that the Raiders have to win. They have to win. It's a must-win. If you lose to the Jags to send your team to 2-6, and six, you might as well just call up Roger and tell him you're done for the season. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I'm in. I mean, the Jags are not good. Um, and I guess neither are the Raiders, but the Raiders have more talent. So for that reason, we take the Raiders. And did you go one and a half or just straight money line? No, I just took the money line. Yeah, all right. That's what I'm going with. Minus 120. Can't really complain. Nope. So, yeah, I'm in on that. Okay. Uh, Cardinals, Seahawks up next. Seattle currently uh, plus 110 on the money line. Two-point underdogs in Arizona. It's pretty much a pick em. They get the three points for the uh, home field, the Cardinals, that is. Over-under set of 49.5. I'm taking the Seahawks on the money line here. I think they're a better team than the Cardinals. They're better coached. Uh, they look a little bit more steady under center with Geno versus Kyler. So I'll take the Seahawks. I think they're just a much more established offensive team. And uh, I don't really want to be asking questions about the Cardinals offense after I bet on them. So I'll take the Seahawks. Yeah. I agree. Um, I do think Gino's better than Kyler. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I might I might go with the over here. It's a lot of points though. Damn. I'm I'm gonna fade my boy Gino. Okay. I hate to do it. Uh, I'm gonna go Cardinals money line. Alright. D-Hop has just looked unbelievable, and I don't know yeah. if the Seahawks can stop him. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, okay, let's jump into Rams-Bucks. <clears throat> Rams currently three-point dogs at Raymond James. Um, plus 124 on the money line, over-under set of 42.5. I think there's value on the over here, but instead I'm going to go straight up with Rams' money line. I think this is the, the week that they win. The Bucks look terrible. I think the Bucks look even worse than the Rams. So this is a straight straight pick for me. I'm going to take Rams money line at plus one twenty four. Yeah, I know. I said I don't could never be me taking the under. I'm also a big old liar. Um, I'm going with the under here. I mean, the Rams games have been they've snooze fest. Yeah. Um, like at least the Bucks have been trying to move the ball down the field. The Rams it seems are like content with like a three zero football game. Um, if it was up to them. So, so I'm going with the under here. Um, the pace of play for the Rams has just been so bad that I don't think the lack of offense that the Buccaneers are producing um, is going to get enough points. So I'm in on the under 42.5 here. Cool. Uh, we have Titans-Chiefs up next. Titans currently 12.5-point dogs at Arrowhead. Titans plus 480 on the money line, over-under set of 46.5. I don't know if Tannehill would be back. Uh, but the 12 and a half points is, is a lot, man. I, I'll tell you what, this is one of those games that before I would have just taken the chiefs 12 and a half, but I just think it's too many points. I, I really don't like it. I'll just take whatever Mahomes passing yards are. I'll just take the over. I, I mean, the line isn't out yet, but I think you'll be safe taking that. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with our, um, our Eagles tactic here. And oh, I think yeah. I'm just going to look at the first half here. What is it? 
Um, so FanDuel has it at seven, but with the line being 12 and a half, you definitely can find six and a half somewhere or possibly even six if you're really lucky, but you definitely can find six and a half somewhere. Oh, wow. It's plus um, money on FanDuel. Oh, Minus wow. Seven is plus 105. Yeah, which means you definitely can find it six and a half somewhere. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go six and a half. Um, so I'm going Chiefs first half minus six and a half. Um, I don't think Tannehill's playing. They said he's going to do some things in practice this week. That doesn't sound like a guy that's playing on Sunday Night Football. Uh, um, so, yeah, I think Malik will be out there, and they clearly don't trust him. So I'm Chiefs all the way here, minus six and a half first half. Okay. I'm actually going to add that to my card, the Chiefs one half, uh, six and a half. But I'm going to stick with the Mahomes passing yards too. Um, okay, and then our last game of the week is Ravens-Saints. Baltimore currently two-and-a-half-point favorites <clears throat> in Louisiana. Over-under set at 48-and-a-half. Ravens minus 138 on the money line. Money's all over the Ravens. I worry about this game. Uh, I will take an Alvin Kamara touchdown, which is probably going to hurt me, but I don't care. Yeah. This game, from a matchup perspective... Um, doesn't seem to be great for the Ravens. I mean, their corners are not good, and Andy Dalton has been loving to sling it lately, which surprised me. Um, last week they did kind of get back to the whole Alvin Kamara do everything, um, which I liked. But like, this feels like a game the Ravens should win. Yeah, it does. That's also, that's also what eighty percent of the public said too. So uh, <laughs> you never like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man. Oh, man, the Ravens had all the money last week, and they covered, too. Oh, no. This hurts. Um, yeah. Are the Saints getting no? Well, we don't know. They're cornerback. I don't know if that came out yet. Um, fuck it. Come on, Lamar. Don't let me down. All right. Ravens, money line. Ravens, money line it is. All right, guys, that's everything from us over here today. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for bearing with my fucked up voice. Uh, You can check us out on social media at Post20Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find uh, all past episodes of the show on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you once again for listening to the NFL show. Jeremy, thank you for joining with me, Uh, and we'll see you guys next week, all right?